Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Arise, Ross Benito, arise! I'm David. Man, you are yes. good at that. Plans. Yes. I, maybe because I have an annoying voice to begin with. <laughs> it's, yeah, somehow you are to Waspinator as I am to George Takei. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not good. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, yeah, Predacons Rising is uh, our episode tonight, and boy, you know, this just flew by. We are already at the end of Transformers Prime. Yeah, I just watched, switched to the last disc. It, it feels like, I want another season, damn it. Wait, wait, wait. I don't want to be dumb. Wait, wait, sorry, we didn't watch the movie that ended Transformers Prime? Predacon, Predacons Rising? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, oh right, yeah, that's the same it's thing. Different Man, Predacons I, rising all together. I had this whole thing prepared to talk place. about Dark Steel and Skylinks. Aww, alas. Oculus. What, what is there even to say about them? They were in that episode. They were totally in that movie. They got toys, kind of? They had action figures. They were absolutely well, the in always, that movie. So the Skylinks is a recolor of another toy. I mean, they were both recolors. One of them was, uh, what was that? The, not the owl bear, the, the something griff? Griffin? The, no, it was like a made up name. Ursa griff. Ursa griff? What? It was supposed to be a <laughs> that's bear? That's not a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not in the monster manual. I mean, it it should oh. be. They own that, don't they? Or do they still own that? Well, they're yeah, they do bear. still own Wizards well, yeah. of the Coast. Okay, not giving Ooh, up. An that. owl bear transformer would be neat. I mean, there's um, Icebird, the Beast Wars mutant, who is an owl and a bird. <laughs> yes, but unfortunately, the most owl parts you can give him, like the most fusor you can get out of him, is like. A bird or a bear with wings coming out of his stomach, and also an owl's head on his butt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Not very inspiring there. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is a real Beast Wars reunion, because this is Predacons Rising, came out April 11th, 2009, uh, written by the dynamic duo of Larry Dottilio and Bob Forward. I was very Yay. excited about that. I was like, wait, who wrote this? Oh yeah, it's Larry and Bob. Bob and Larry are the best. Break out your Hawaiian shirts and fart jokes, everybody. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are powering up the power block. So good. So good. And much like last episode, we open with a chase through the city of Detroit. Except Yay! Th except this time, they are chasing after a uh, wasp, who is still a fugitive after uh, the events of Where is Thy Sting? Well, Sentinel and Optimus are having opposing views on that. Yeah. Because technically he still, you know, escaped from the stockades, but Optimus feels that they really need to just, like, 
help get a hold of them, settle them down, and then, like, help them, I don't know, get more sane. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's Sentinel Prime who really wants him back behind bars. So they, they eventually do corner him. He's now taken on uh, Bumblebee's Earth mode. I guess he did, took that back in the previous episode, but we see a lot more of it this time. Yeah. So w- finally, with uh, Jetfire and Jetstorm, they do corner him. And But good news, they are going to use the diplomatic skills of Bumblebee. <laughs> yes, oh, Bumblebee you... offers to... He's like, I got it. I got this. I'll talk to him. This is, unsurprisingly, a terrible idea. Oh, it's not great. I mean, he's he's hey. trying. He's all like, hey, yeah, you remember how I had accused you of being a spy? And, yeah, you know, it was really long arm. Ha ha ha. It's a funny joke. It's hilarious. Good joke. Everyone laugh. Wasp <laughs> does not think it's hilarious. No, he does not. The wasp. Uh, Bumblebee almost gets his face shot off. And there's even more jurisdictional dick waving between Sentinel and Prime here too. Yeah, they are not getting along in this episode. Oh man, if there is one thing that that Bob and Larry are really, really good at, it is banter. Yes, there's so much yeah. banter in this episode. It's it's amazing. It's excellent. It's great. Or something I. Get, didn't notice before Sentinel's Lance makes a lightsaber noise? Yes, it does. I mean, that is in the grand uh, tradition of Generation 1 using Star Wars sound effects. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I just, kind I, of a thing. I hadn't noticed it before that they'd been using Star Wars noises in this show. Like half the time when Laserbeak flies by, he's just a TIE fighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Roller is just R2-D2 sounds. Yeah. <laughs> So Look, wasp... that that uh that that rights thing for the sound effects was cheap. Yep. Yeah. So there is a uh wasp gets away again, they corner him again, and then surprise pterodactyl. <laughs> Man, I hate it when surprise pterodactyls happen. Oh yeah, and 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 then Sentinel says, follow that thing, which I feel is a missed opportunity for a joke of follow that bird. <laughs> I agree. Oh man, a bit where the Autobots have to stop in that Grouch restaurant. Yeah. And that way, like, swoop with with a big bird voice would be amusing. Or any voice, alas. I guess that would make Slag Snuffleupagus. Yeah, that's fine. Snarl? Is it Snarl? Slug. They haven't used Slug yet, it is Snarl. Ah, okay. They hadn't just settled on slug yet. I, I do want to point out that my my parents were watching some like Australian or something thing on TV the other day, and someone called a woman a slag, and I was like, "Ha ha! That's why we can't call the Dinobot that anymore." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Damn it, Australia. So Swoop is unsurprisingly headed towards Dinobot Island, and uh, Prime, our Optimus, knows what's on Dinobot Island and doesn't want Sentinel to go there because he kind of hasn't told him about uh, maybe something that – maybe some person that they know who maybe lives there 
and uh, who maybe bad things have happened to. Which, <laughs> and is maybe crazy. This is you know. really on you, Optimus. Yeah, maybe should have mentioned that. I like, mean, I'm... to be fair, like Sentinel hasn't exactly given him a good chance for it to come up. No, yeah, I mean, that's... It, it's understandable in this case. It, it's not like an anime mistake where somebody is obviously withholding information that could easily be told at any second. God damn it, I hate that trope. <laughs> same, same. Yeah, this is something that we really like. I'm I'm kind of on Sentinel's side for much of this episode, although not all of it. Really? I I'm, mean, I'm not... on Sentinel's side at this point. I mean, Sentinel is still he's a shit, but he's at a shit by the books. He gets worse as this episode goes on. Right. I mean, that's why I don't like I I'm not crazy about the Sentinel in the previous episode. I like Sentinel as you know just kind of an a-hole who is by the books he's the u.s agent to uh optimus <laughs> prime's captain america he's lawful jerk yes his alignment is lawful jerk yes whereas yeah, that's, that's how he should be but i think sentinel by the end of this episode becomes nuke <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, give me a red <laughs> uh. anyway so anyway, Sentinel does not head off, and uh hilariously, he has the twins combine into their combined jet mode, drop a magnet, and then clamp it onto his head, yes! and then flies him off to the island. Like It's hilarious! I mean, I, you guys are robots. Do you not have any kind of, like, magnetic memory, or does he not, like, like by the time they get to the island, he might not know math anymore. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I... Oh, that is, I didn't even think about that. I, I just thought it, it's ridiculous, so let's go with that visual. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. So good, because it's him, and he's such a jerk. And he also tells them to uh, get there fast by using Maximum Burn, which is a straight-up Beast Wars line. Yes! Yay! Yay! Well, so he, he should have called them the Prime Jets. <laughs> he could have. Unless they get promoted. Uh, and at, at this point, this episode kind of becomes like a Sentinel solo episode. Also, there there is yeah. one point yeah. where Sentinel says something to to the Jet Boys about standing around with your pistons and your servos, and I just I have some questions about that, but just don't think too hard about that. Uh, he also calls them numb nodes. Well, yes. <laughs> Numb nodes. I kind of like that one. Uh, I'm just saying that pistons are like a long cylindrical thing, and servos, and servos seems are to often be for used fingers. as fingers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as in a previous Beast Wars episode, uh, Black Rectum was described as about as feminine as a piston. Yeah. So that, that <laughs> sort of, this seems like one of those things that Bob and Larry would work in there that's <laughs> way worse if you take a moment and think very hard. <laughs> yes. I mean, they're, they are teenagers. Come on. Uh, so indeed, Swoop has, is bringing Waffs to Meltdown's lab again, and it's Black Arachnia who is shacking up there again. It's dun, time dun, for dun. her once a season visit to the show. Yay! Yay! And what she wants is just a fully mechanical person to uh, do some experiments with, and she very quickly befriends the... Terribly addled wasp. 
<laughs> Poor little guy. Oh, and he, he tells such a sad story in his adorable little wasp voice. And wasp have friend now. <laughs> you friend? Aww. She has built a transwarp generator, which are just which... straight up the telepods, telepods. from the fly. It's... Yes! I... And for some reason, the first thought in my head when she I started seeing the things and she started explaining things, it's like, wait, Black Arachne is trying to reenact the fly, too? I don't know why my brain jumped to two. Well, I mean, the <laughs> fly, I mean, it, it is kind of like the fly, well, or it's like the end of the fly when he's trying to undo the fly thing by thinking, well, maybe if, if I pop in there with Gina Davis, maybe that'll get the fly out of me, question mark? Yeah, but... but at, <laughs> But the, at the end of the fly, when he's thinking that he's, his brain is half fly, so it should be stupid as fuck. It makes more yes. sense in the fly, too. Although then it it ends up working in the fly, too. I know, which is weird. Where, where like, Eric Stoltz is part fly, and then he takes, like, the evil CEO in there with him. And then he's fine. He's just, like, Eric Stoltz at the end. And, like, the evil CEO is, like, made out of tumors. Mm, yeah, tumors. Uh, the other Strange. Beast Wars, a uh, bit of a Beast Wars connection with uh, the Fly Two. Uh, Gary Chalk's in that movie. Yeah, he's a what? security guard or something. He gets murdered by Eric Stoltz because he yep. is a horrible creep in that movie. Yeah, I think he gets <laughs> his uh, head crushed. Yeah, he gets murdered when when he's like full fly monster thing. Right, because he's been like secretly taping Eric Stoltz having sex with Daphne Zuniga. Ew. Wow. That's a mouthful of a name. And how do you remember that? Did you just well, look it you up? know from uh, from Spaceballs? Oh, no, she's uh, she's also in Spaceballs. The Druish princess. Yeah, her. I about that. Oh, <laughs> yes, Daphne Zuniga. Ah, she's in other things. I think she was on. She maybe on Melrose Place. I didn't watch Melrose. Place. Anyway, man, Melrose Place. She was on Melrose Place. I'm not crazy. Okay, there's a deep cut. Anyway, um, so yeah, she's all, hey, uh, you know, good things will happen if you go into this telepod, Wasp. <laughs> and she's got a bunch of other experiments just look like blobs of goo that, uh, yeah. you know, that's science for you. Yeah, don't, don't look at that, Wasp. Don't look at that. Get in the nice telepod. You're my friend. Yes, get in the pod. Okay. <laughs> he's, so, he's so sad and reluctant at that point because he thinks his life is complete shit. And yet, yes. if Bumblebee had been better at explaining and actually apologized earlier, this wouldn't be happening. Yeah. I mean, he oh. still might have been stolen by a pterodactyl. Yeah, well, yeah, that I still might have happened, but I, I don't I think... think... She was really just looking for anyone who, like, seemed expendable. Yes. Yeah. And poor universe hate Wasp. Aww. Yep. So she powers this thing up with the music from Close Encounters. Huh. And meanwhile, Sentinel is outside. He he sends the twins to distract the Dinobots, and that works. Uh, we we get they don't an... really understand distracting. They're like, no. that means to blow up, right? <laughs> I think they confuse distract with destruct. Yes. Yeah. Oh wait, rewind for a second. Like, Black Arachne says one thing, and and then it's weird. Like, she said. Before shoving Wasp into the telepod, I'm going to show you the good part. And then she transforms into a spider. This good part? And, like, her pedipalps are the good part? What? What is, what, what is the good part? 
I don't yeah. understand. I guess being a big awesome spider monster. You know. Maybe I guess that's kind of the implication. Like I can make you stronger. Yeah. But that's make not spelled out other than look, I'm a spider. You wanna be a monster like this? <laughs> you wanna be a spider? It'll be great. Well, too bad because she's got like a bunch of terrariums and she plucks out a, a wasp because she's uh it's she's big, all about the synergy. Fat, chubby one. Yes, and, uh, and it is Baxter Stockman time. <laughs> yeah. uh, Baxter Stockman, the old cartoon, not Baxter Stockman from the comic book or the more recent TV. Well, I don't know about the most recent TV series, but the 2003 TV series, it, he was he was only a bug in the 80s one. No, in the recent one, he also becomes a bug. Yeah, Oh, okay. he gets uh, bugged in that too. And then I, I have like... to assume that Tyler Perry would have turned into a bug if that movie had made more money. Yeah, if there's a sequel, I don't know. I, I prefer the 2003 version. I'm a little shocked that wasn't the post credit sequence of that movie. <laughs> really should have been. But but it's just Tyler Perry in a fat suit with a bug head. <laughs> it's not CG at all. Anyway, so Sentinel busts... He's surprisingly good in that movie. Damn. He is. He's, he can be... He's also good in Gone Girl. I can, it, It's... It seems so weird. I was actually thinking about that today, too. It's like, why does he seem bad in his own movies, but he's really good in other people's movies? Maybe he's just shit at writing himself? I guess he, need, he just needs a good director. I guess. <sighs> anyway, so Sentinel uh, Sentinel now doesn't have to worry about the, uh, the Dinobots. He tells a totally immobilized Snarl not to move. <laughs> <laughs> And he gets there, and he he stumbles across Black Rackney, and he's all, Gah! A Cybertronian with with organic parts. That's horrifying. Ew! He, he basically is like, ew! It yeah, is, it, ew, it's, bug. It, Sentinel reaches peak asshole during this conversation. Yeah. Because she reveals that, hey, maybe, do I maybe... Have you maybe not noticed that I sound exactly like Cree Summer, and... <laughs> I largely have the same body shape as her and also kind of this helmet. And most of the same colors. This is vaguely... He eventually does figure it out and he is even more horrified. Yes. Yeah, all, he does not deal with this as well as Optimus did. And he's all, hey, we thought you died. You should have died. He yes, calls that's... her an abomination. Yes. It's, which is like, like he, damn. He quickly goes from... From like, I mean, the initial shock that he rides that wave of shock to pure horror that, no, you're not Alita 1, you're just this thing that must be dead. Like, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. God, what you, did, did, does this make him like a racist or something? I mean, it's not like a race. It's like a, like a different species. I mean, he basically sees her as like having been taken over by the thing. And I, I will say that in my notes, it specifically just says, fuck you, Sentinel. <laughs> yes. It's just, just, that's, that's all that needs to be said. He is, he's a bad person. What an asshole. But before he can make good on this whole, you should be dead thing, uh, that telepod busts out and <laughs> Wasp got real ugly. Arise, Wasp, arise! Such a cute, chubby, fat bug, though. Yeah, it's weird. Like, his his bug mode is this... 
fat, fluffy, bumblebee-looking thing. Which is not how the toy looks like. The the toy kind of looks like his his robot mode, only it's it's robot mode in the cartoon is more of a hunchback. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like the the bug toy is is streamlined and aerodynamic, not this round, fat, cute thing, <laughs> which isn't menacing at all. I mean that that that's a fat ass bee. Yes. <laughs> so cute. It's been eating too much honey. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a. Supposed to be a wasp, maybe. Or, wait, do wasps have stripes, or is that hornets? I think, uh, hornets. I think, I think hornets have stripes, but they, I mean, the term, because he, his voice has become e- even more incomprehensible. Yeah, it's, there's, it, it's rougher, plus there's more of an effect on it, so he sounds even less like Waspinator. Like, he sounded kind of like Waspinator as just wasp. Now he's just monstrous Frankenstein. He sounds like a monster version of one of Scrooge McDuck's nephews. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is more high pitched. It's weird. Like from from but the eighties, not the current one, who are actually like people and not horrible ducks. Yeah. Yes. Although it's now weird on that show how this Donald Duck is just like, does he have a speech impediment? Yeah, that's it's <laughs> a good question. It's a little weird. Because all the other ducks just sound like people. Even other like cousins, like the one who sounds like Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> I said, Paul, I cannot imagine Paul F. Tompkins as a duck because where does the mustache go? Unlike no. the, uh, the the tip of the beak, I think he does have a mustache. But is it made of feathers? How does that work? I mean, how does anything work on that show? They're ducks. <laughs> I, yeah, made out of hands. Like, <laughs> did, oh, uh, well, yeah. The, I uh, mean, at least they're. Anthropomorphic, and it's not like My Little Pony, where why does any, why are there doors with doorknobs in My Little Pony? I mean, I'm I'm reasonably sure that, like, Launchpad has. This is more of a G1 pony thing. I think Friendship is Magic thought these things out a lot better. So they've just got, like, all stable doors? Yeah. Yeah, in Friendship is Magic, they've enslaved other creatures with thumbs. Yeah, and they use magic and stuff. So in a Bumblebee and Prime and Optimus have somehow got to the island. Do we ever find out how they got? Did they steal another boat? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Does the guy who owns that freighter just keep wondering, who keeps stealing this boat and bringing it back? What are they using this <laughs> boat for? It would be, it would be <laughs> embarrassing if it was just the same boat every time. Of course. Well, because they oh, remember that, that one. They know where the on switch is. <laughs> so it's the same boat. Yeah. Or, or maybe like Sea Spray is actually on Sentinel's ship. We just never see him, and they asked him for a ride. He's having his own adventures off screen. Actually, we do see Sea Spray later in a yes. crowd scene on Cybertron. Yep, he's got like an inner tube. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's, that's right. He's, he's like Wade from U.S. Acres. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ducks, yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, Alita One is, get out there you know, somehow. Wasp, who's now Waspinator, is rampaging. Sentinel is just, he's, he's just in kill mode. And he just knocks, uh, Black Arachne's helmet off. Which we now know is a helmet. And we see her crazy ass bug face under that. Sentinel is the worst. I mean, she's pretty gross under there, let's be honest. Guess. Yeah, it's, it's the weird face, extra eyes, like, jaw 
spike thingies strange. It doesn't seem robotic also, at all. Also, the animation in this episode is really good. Yes, it is. And you, this, it, it really starts showing towards the end here when there's like, you know, fighting and stuff. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the weird thing. I, I, Combat. I've been noticing like, throughout all the third season, there's more consistently really good animation. Like in early episodes, it'd be yeah. okay and every once in a while you get awesome fight scene or something. But th- this whole season seems yeah. better. It seems like there's more budget or whatever the hell. I don't know why. And it's the last season. And it's annoying. Cause like, ooh, if we got in the fourth season, we'd have had more <laughs> of this. Ah. Could have had more budget. Yeah. More episodes with both Lance Henriksen and George Takei. Yes. Whereas this one has the relatively cheap guest star of, um, Tom Kenny and Cree Summer. Yes. Both of whom are Alex. great and all, but you know, neither of them were yeah. in Alien. Uh, so. <laughs> wait, when was the last time we saw Sorry? She wasn't in last it's episode. It's been a, like the pilot. She has not been around for a while. Yes. Well, she's looking at boys and really? learning to do makeup. I don't know. I guess having to buy a whole new wardrobe because she's like a foot taller. Teenager yeah, thing. Wow, that, that seems we Yeah, she hasn't been around since the three-parter. Huh. Yeah, I think. I bet she would chip the twins. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we, I think she's finally going to be back, like, next episode. Oh. Okay. That's good. But finally. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's weird. Like, she was in almost every episode of the show up to this point, and then there's been, like, a solid four episodes that she's not in. Yeah, that's bizarre. Hmm. I mean, I guess she wouldn't have a whole lot to do in this episode. This is all about, like, robots and their drama. Yeah, yes, it's like, all about sad robots, uh, which is my favorite genre. A beginning oh. and ending scene or something, a wraparound. Or yeah. you, you last anyway, speaking of, sp- yeah, speaking of sad robots, uh, Wasp busts through the wall and ends up confronting Bumblebee. And Bumblebee gives him a very heartfelt apology for just, you know, sort of screwing him over and... and being willing to believe the worst about him and that yeah. sort of thing. And but Bumblebee's actually grown and as a the good news is, is... Rasp forgives you. Yeah. Raspinator does not. Yes. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> he's gone Jekyll and Hyde, okay. Yes. There's the Wasp, and then there's the Waspinator. Oh, actually that'd be more interesting if he switched between. Oh. Oh, if only Ooh. there was a season three. Uh, season oh, four. Four. Yeah. Anyway, so uh he before he can totally murder Bumblebee here, uh he starts crackling with energy. See, you know what's going on here? It's to be Waspinator, part of the inherent Waspinatorness is that you have to explode. Yes. <laughs> because that is indeed about to happen. They say it's the transwarp energy, but it's really just because that's inherent to being Waspinator. <laughs> yes. Oh, and then there's the thing. Anyway, like, so, so Sentinel asks, like, what's the plan now? And Optimus responds, like, the same as it always is. Run away! Run away! <laughs> and also, I totally forgot to mention the scene early in the episode where Sentinel Prime is trying to pull rank on Optimus by insisting that he is the Primer Prime. <laughs> yes. What? Also, around that, 
he, he's he's talking to Sentinel about Sentinel, you know, believing Longarm. He says, I was misled by bad intelligence. And Optimus says, that's putting it mildly. I'm like, man, Bob and Larry are so great at burns. <laughs> They're just so great at the subtle burns. Yes. Uh. So yeah, they, now the the three of them are fighting. At one point, I believe uh, Black Rachnia calls Sentinel Prime Lover Bot. Yeah. Aww. Which I I don't know if we ever quite agreed like what the nature of their like the these three's relationship was. It does seem like Alita and Sentinel were going out, and like Prime was the third wheel. Like like he's like the Cameron Fry in this situation. Yeah. Yes. Or is this just like uh, that movie, The Dreamers, and it's just kind of the three of them? Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe. Like, I don't know, they're from space, they don't judge. Maybe, I mean, you know. Possibly, the robots, who knows? Yeah, that's how they want to be, that's that's how they that's how they be. And Black Rackney's the giant, spidery Eva Green in this scenario. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. It's It, it works, because she's creepy. It, it's true. I mean, I'm kind of surprised she has not played some sort of spider-based character. Yeah. It's got that, uh, got that spidery look to her. Anyway. So it turns out the whole plan with uh, Wasp slash Waspmater, she's going to turn him into a bug and then try and turn him back. And then if he turned back, that would – she could then use the same process to cure herself. Um, yeah, and, and she basically just wanted a guinea pig. Yeah. A guinea pigatron. Uh, uh. Curse you, Generation 1 writers. <laughs> oh, I love Generation 1 writers. And, you know, if he happened to, you know, die during the process, well, you know, can't make a techno-organic omelet without breaking a few techno-organic eggs. So was this, they they did use that earlier. Was this the first time that they'd used that specifically in in animated? I think so. Techno-organic? Uh, uh, I vaguely I, recall that it was used, I think maybe in, um, in Black Friday. Yeah, I ah, think okay. it was in the first one. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that's, that's relevant. Yes. So, unfortunately, uh, Black, Ra- or Waspmater, uh, hears that whole thing, uh, and realizes that Black Rackney is indeed not his friend. Spiderbot is not his friend. It's very oh. sad. It's very sad for him. Yep. Poor guy. So Wasmaker's about to blow up, and so Black Rachnia maybe sacri- she like gets close to him and just webs the two of them up in a big cocoon. Yeah, it's hard to tell what her intent is. Well, there. I, mean, I think it's left a little. Uh, it's a little um, ambiguous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of ambiguous, like to the characters, because. You know, like Optimus says something about her sacrificing herself, and Sentinel says, you know, she was just trying to get a transwarp ride out of there. Yeah. And also this, even though she contains most of this explosion, it blows up, like, most of Dinobot Island. Like, sorry about your house, Dinobots. Like, sorry about your house, Dinobots. Giant green explosion. Like, do you guys swim? (laughs) Also, this is going to be real hard to explain to the cops. Yeah, well, no one goes out there. The boat probably be blew up. Oh, the boat. The boat rental fee. No. Oh, no. No, not the boat. You just rented a barge to the Autobots. (laughs) Kiss that sucker goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. You got to the punisher reference. 
I'm only like an episode into that. I really hope that at some point he rents a jet ski. Well, where is he going to rent a jet ski in New York? <laughs> I mean, they probably have them, but I don't know if they have rentals. Yeah, this doesn't seem like the kind of show where people rent jet skis. <laughs> and a lot of that first episode is just him bashing a wall with a sledgehammer and sadly not finding Michigan J-Frog. <laughs> which is somebody's joke on Twitter that I'm stealing. Joke stealer, That's no! Uh, You're allowed. Uh, but it, it, is, it is not mine, I acknowledge that. As long as you acknowledge it. Yes. Then you're fine. So, the Elite Guard, they've, uh, you know, we've sold enough of these toys. We are headed off, uh, back to Cybertron. And, uh, Sentinel and, uh, Optimus, uh, they have a little moment, uh, before they leave. You know, and I, I like that we get a little characterization from Sentinel here. Is him not being a jerk, even though he was, uh, homicidally racist about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not a good guy. You know, he, Prime is sorry that they ever went to that uh, planet, but it's too late for apologies. I, is that a reference to the uh, Star TV dub? <laughs> oh. That's a good question. Well, hmm. can't blame Chrome Dome for everything, but... He really wanted to blame Chrome Dome for everything. Yeah, and it's it's too late for all of us. <laughs> it's too late for apologies. Would there... It's Wheelie who says that. Yes, it is. <laughs> Which is the best part. Would that reference have been on the wiki at the time? I I think the yes, the wiki was around. Well, the in, wiki was definitely around. It, I think it would have been. Yeah. Or I mean, yeah. I mean, Bob and Larry used I to mean, hang around ATT. Was kind of. Yes, that's a good point. And once that meme hit, that was a pretty heavy-duty meme for quite a while. So, yeah, I think that may have been deliberate. Yeah. Aww. Which, yes, is amazing. <laughs> that makes me happy. Just makes me, like, happy as a person. <laughs> and Prime says that, you know, Cybertron, you know, Ultra Magnus is busted up. and Cybertron needs a leader, and I guess that's you. So... Good luck, buddy. <laughs> have fun with that. And yeah, they kind of have a moment there, and I, I like that. I like that. Sent. I like. I sometimes they try and make Sentinel a little too one-dimensionally dickish, and I like that he got a little depth here. He got to be not terrible for a brief shining moment. Yeah, I, but he peaked in pure assholishness. That that this moment of like redemption of he's actually sad now. <laughs> that his ex-girlfriend that he was. Racist against blew up. It, uh, it's hard to forgive him. I mean, I'm not sure if we can make this a racial analogy here, given Would that she he... is only the result of this as the result of a horrific accident. Yeah, I... given that she is, for all intents and purposes, a monster. Yeah, she's straight up a monster. Monsters? Like, I mean, like, I don't know, if you're trying to fight Jeff Goldblum at the end of the fly, is that guy being a racist? I did. Well, are you Black fighting not a monster? Trying to eat people or rip their arms out by drooling on them or anything? I mean, she's doing all sorts of evil experiments. Well, just to one guy. He's the saddest <laughs> character. And no one will miss him. I mean, that was the point of picking him. I mean, admittedly. Someone who no one would miss. I'm not trying to forgive her. I'm just trying to point out that Sentinel's a real asshole. I mean, he is, but he, deep down. 
I mean, he's still, but you, you, you dig super deep, and there's a little <laughs> bit of an okay guy down there. Yeah, there's a little bit of an okay guy down there yelling spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Protecting my the Cybertron. <laughs> oh, but hey, the episode's not over yet because we are on a, on a strange primitive world. And Waspinator is in a, a jungle. Whole, he's in a whole bunch of pieces, but uh, he's putting himself back Waspinator together because he's got has, plans. Waspinator has plans. Yes. yes. <laughs> And Black Arachne wakes up, uh, face to face with some local wildlife. A gorilla, a cheetah, a rhino, and a huge ass rat. <laughs> well, we only see his face and maybe it's a capybara, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, and let it be here on this strange primitive world. <laughs> and let it be called Beast Wars. And she says, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> oh, of, of all the teases that Transformers has ever done, this one is the most annoying. Because there's no next season where yeah, we're never follow gonna get, up on I mean, this. I don't, I don't know if this was ever anything they were gonna follow up on. We weren't gonna get Beast Wars animated. Well, yeah. You it was done... really more just a reference. It was, it was an homage. Like we got Bob and Larry, we're gonna do some Beast Wars gags. Yes. Could it, but it, at least more with Waspinator would have been nice. Because he had to plans. find out where they are. Are, are they? Did have plans. Are they in a find different? Find out what his plans were. Are they in a different place on Earth? Are they in the past? Are they in another dimension? Are are they in the, the world of Kimono Friends? They've met friends. <laughs> Yay! Well, there I, is mean, a rhino I, I mean, I like to believe that they actually did like go back to the past somehow, and that in the future of Transformers Animated, Beast Wars happens, and they go back to the past. <gasps> it, it, it would kind of fit, considering Beast Wars is, is loose enough. Yeah, I mean, no, it's like an animated version of Beast Wars, I guess. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, I want to see an I mean, animated I chopper face now. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no dinosaur here. I guess it'd be too unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> well then. And uh, I will note that uh, we are through the entirety of Predacons Rising. Uh, there were no Predacons in this episode. Did <laughs> did <laughs> the, the, the Waspinator is, is kind of, yeah? I mean, they were Predacons on Beast Wars, but uh I mean, yes, they're not formally. Predacons in this context. I was expecting at least a line where she said, you know, the, you know, the now we're now we're the Predacons or something. Nope. Or or something like Grimlock, where they end up saying, you know, they're like a bunch of predatory Decepticons, and somebody and Waspinator mishears that and says that he's a Predacon, something like that. I'm Predacon. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's that would have been nice, but but oh well. We'll survive. And also, given how big Transformers are on this show, those animals have to be gigantic. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the, the rhino be like a little extra big, the gorilla, I guess. But the, yeah, that'd be a massive cheetah, and that rat is... Uh, oh, damn it! What are the ones from Princess Bride? Oh, the rodents of unusual size, but I don't think yes. they exist. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is this is actually larger than rodent of unusual size. Size. This is a rodent of extremely unusual size. Yes, yeah. exceptional size. Uh and that is Predacons Rising. This was, you know, a lot of fun as a sort of Beast Wars nostalgia trip. Yeah. And I like the Sentinel Prime stuff. And, uh, yeah, this is it for both Wasp and Black Arachne. We do not see them again. They're just stuck on, uh, Beast Wars Earth. Oh. Man. I can figure out what's like up with those two moons. <laughs> dun dun. I liked it. It looked pretty. Waspinator was a big round chubby bug. Yes, and Waspinator uh, actually I got like a toy. Black Arachnia getting to be in things. He's a crazy monster. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I like banter and I like characters having feelings about things and there was a lot of that. There was one line I wrote down. I I forgot uh to bring it up when we when we got to that point, but when you know, uh, Black Arachnia's got her helmet off, and, and they say something about what she looks like, and she says, what I look like is only half the story. What I am is a lot more complicated. Ooh. I was like, that's that's good. I like that. I like that. Because I think it's even worse that Sentinel's making this big deal about basically her appearance. In which case, fuck you, Sentinel. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, she's she's a complicated woman. And no one understands but her waspinator. Yes. Or but her dinobots. Yeah. Yeah, Boy, those dinobots, boy, they are without their uh, mistress and also their house got blown up. Aw, they're not going to know what to do. No. Uh, Well, we're going to see one of them in a couple episodes. (laughs) Because that's right, we are returning to what we have not had in Transformers Animated, but what was sort of a traditional... Transformers thing, the mid-season two-parter. <gasps> Yay! So will it will it be um, other visits? Yeah, will it be other visits or will it be Feral Scream? Oh, Feral Scream. <laughs> That's a bad episode. That's two bad it's episodes. It's a bad two-parter. Yeah. And, uh, well, I no, I guess this one is selling you some toys. Yeah. It, it is? Yes, it is. Um, a, a repaint oh, and, right. uh, and, uh, and an accessory. <laughs> Ooh, I love an accessory. <laughs> That's right, an accessory that is also a keytar. The best accessory yes! ever. Yes! So please join us next week for Human Error, Part 1. But until then, you can find us all over the internet. All over the internet, we are on Twitter, we are on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. And we are hosted on IaconUnderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help us with hosting and other expenses, and buy us all the occasional lunch. Uh, that is at Patreon.com/slash/IaconUnderground. Yes, our current episode covers Thor Ragnarok. Spoilers, we liked it a lot, but to find out how much we liked it, you'll have to contribute merely one slim dollar. And that gains you not only access to that, but access to all of our previous Patreon episodes. Yep. It's the best deal on the internet. It's pretty good. I don't know, man, I got Amazon Prime now. Oh, yeah, okay then. (laughs) 
It's among the better deals on the internet. <laughs> it won't get you free shipping. No. Well, I mean, it'll be the shipping is free of our podcast to your ears. Yes. <laughs> That's a thing. Assuming you're not using a subscription-based pod service. Well, yes, then I don't even know how that works. <laughs> I just use the podcast app because I am a Luddite. That's fine. Or a simpleton. That's fair. Anyway, and and what do you want us to listen to for our December episode? Let us know. We'll take it in consideration and possibly watch that, or possibly not. Just hit us up on at StasisPod over on Twitter. That's right. And you now have a, whole, a full 280 characters with which to do so. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of characters. Uh, so until until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Yay. Okay, and uh, now you guys are all set through Thanksgiving. Uh.